I want to take you to a passage of scripture today. This is what God spoke to me about uh, over this last few days, right? Even though I've been sick, uh, I'm getting better, I'm, I'm not contagious. But is Deuteronomy chapter 11. Now, I don't often preach from the Old Testament, uh, but I want to preach to you, I want to teach to you something about uh, the in-between and what we need to do. I believe God's spoken to me and says, I want to give you more in 24. And I want to read to you what God says to Joshua and Moses in, he, in Deuteronomy chapter 11. There's, a, there's some uh, bunch of scriptures, so I'm going to stop at a couple and I'm going to explain them. You shall therefore love the Lord your God and always keep his charge, his statutes, his ordinances, and his commandments. Observe therefore all the commands I'm giving you today. So that you may have what? Strength. Everybody say strength. God wants to give you strength in 20, in, where are we? 24, yeah. <laughs> strength in 24. Who wants strength in 24? I want strength in 24. I want my wife to have strength in 24. I want to have Ryan to have strength in 24. I want Rick, oh, he's got a lot of strength, strength in 24. Uh, says, I'm giving you today, if you'll do what I'm about to tell you, then you'll have enough strength to go into the land that you're crossing the Jordan to possess. You will not possess God's purpose and promise without strength. It's just true. You need strength to wrestle those giants to the ground and to take possession of land, possession of buildings, possession of lives, family members, marriages. You need strength. Don't kid yourself that weak people get it. No, they don't. God makes the weak strong so that the strong can get it. Only the strong survive. And he says, so that you may have the strength to go in and take over the land that you're crossing the Jordan to possess. Here's the second promise so that you may live long in the land. Who wants to live long? Only seven of us. The others couldn't put their hand up because they were too tired. <laughs> so that you may live long in the land the Lord swore to your ancestors to give them and their descendants a land flowing with milk and honey. I want to live long. I plan to live long. How old was your father, Rick? 99 and a half. Almost 100 Right? I want to live long. I don't want to look like I've lived long either. I want to look young as I live long. But I want to live long. Anyone, put up your hand if you want to live short. I didn't think so. All of us want to live long. That's what he says. Look, the land you're entering, this new year that you're entering to take over is not like the land of Egypt but where you've come from. It's not like 23 where you planted your seed and irrigated by foot as in a vegetable garden. In other words, hard labor. But the land you are crossing the Jordan to take possession of is a land of mountains and valleys that drinks rain from where? Heaven. God's trying to get them to understand that the land they're on is fed by heaven. Their livelihood their ability to survive and to live is fed by heaven. 
It is a land your Lord, the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord are continue on it from the beginning of the year to its end. Right? So, if you, everybody say this word together, faithfully obey the commands I'm giving you today. Oh, here they are. You ready? We're going to go through. What's the command God wants to give you for 24? If you want more in 24, here it is. Write it down. And in fact, it tells you to do that in a minute, but look at this. The commands I'm giving you today is that you love the Lord your God and you serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. That's it. Wow. He's a pretty tough God, this God. He just wants me to love him with all my heart, soul and strength. You mean God's going to give me a long life? He's going to make me strong? He's going to give me blessing from heaven if I obey the one command that matters to God more than anything else? Love the Lord your God with all your heart. What does the first verse say? Verse 11, put up the first slide if we've got it. You shall, right at the beginning, the beginning says it. Look at it, verse 1. You shall therefore love the Lord your God and always keep his charge. He said, what does God want from you? In order to give you the blessing from heaven, strength, possess the city, and a long life. He just wants your love. Just love me, and I'll give it all to you. Don't love me, and you'll find out what happens. So it's one of those kind of scenarios. God wants us to love him willingly. But he also put motivations in place if we won't do it willingly. He wants us to love him. One of the great frustrations I have with my children, which they've changed in over the years, but when they were younger, was I felt, like, I felt used by them. <laughs> Any parent feel the same, right? Just used and abused and taken for granted. So I began on the drive to school indoctrination sessions. All I want from you is for you to appreciate me. I'll give you everything you need. I just want you to appreciate me. I want you to say thank you. I want you to tell me you're grateful for what I do. I work hard to, and I, I mean, I'm, you, know, you can tell I'm not a passionless person. Right? I wasn't like, you know, just think about it. No, you're locked in the car, all the doors are locked, and we're going fast, and we're going around in circles till you get this message. I love you, but you don't appreciate me enough. Well, we've said thank you. Listen, your thank you means nothing because it's just words. I can tell when you're really thankful and when you're just using words. What does God say? The people say they love me, but their heart is far from me. Your words mean nothing if your heart's not behind it. We've all been in relationships where the person says, I love you, but you know they're cheating on you. Well, maybe not all of us, but some of us have, okay. I've got to be careful. And I wasn't talking about my wife either. Just put that on the record, right. You just never know how the social media, I could get cancelled. Be careful. Eradicate that. Right? I want my kids to appreciate me, and I want my wife to appreciate me. She wants me to appreciate her. I can say I love you means nothing without heart. 
Worship God on a Sunday. Oh, love you, love you, love you. Who is God, by the way, on a Wednesday? So it goes on, it says this, this rain that drinks rain from heaven, that is this watering that comes on your business, on your family, the health that comes into your world. It's not coming by natural means. We live in the world where the law of increasing entropy is at work, where things go from good to bad, from their optimum to being degraded. That's how our world works. Think about it, first love. People have this first love. Wow, I fell in love, and boy, I fell out of love really quickly, but it started so well and ended so badly. So many stories are like that. And what God's saying is, listen, that's how it was back in Egypt, where it's all about your hard effort, getting one pound of effort for one pound of response. I want to do it better than that. I want to multiply your life. I want to give you more in 24. And all you have to do is love me. Not such a hard task, you think, but apparently it is. So if you faithfully obey the commands I'm giving you today to love the Lord your God, there it is, and to serve him with all your heart, back to verse 13. We got that somewhere. Uh, Then I will send rain on your land. I, I don't know about you, but I want God, that means blessing on my business, blessing on my job. Who wants blessing on their job? Put up your hand, come on. If you don't put your hand up, you don't get it next year. God told me that before the service. Right, so then it goes on, it says this, I will send rain on your land in its season, both autumn and spring rains that you may gather in your grain, your new wine and olive oil. What does God want to do? I want to bless you. I'm taking you to a promised land. It's a good land flowing with milk and honey. Yes, I want to give you strength to wrestle the giants, to win the battles. Yes, there'll be some battles for sure, but you're going to live long in the land if you love me. That's all I want. Just love me. It's all yours if you love me. He goes on, I will provide. I will provide. Everybody say, I will provide. God says, I will provide grass in the fields. Amazing. Okay. God says, I'll provide grass in the fields for your cattle, and you will eat and be satisfied. Man, I want to eat and be satisfied in 24. Wow. Be careful, though, or you will be enticed to turn away and worship other gods. What could they be? Oh, money's one of them. Maybe the big one. I'm going to spend more time at work. Can't go to church. I've got to do my work. Church is the place where I experience the corporate presence of God. It's God's wife. It's important. It's not an institution out here and God's over here. They are like Siamese twins. If you love God, you'll be in church. Just how that works. There are a lot of people that are in church that don't love God. But there's no one who loves God that doesn't go to church. Whew. Controversial, right? Because that's the expression of your love. Because I love Jane, I go home. If I never went home, you could say to me, I'm not sure you love her. And you'd be right. Because the expression of my love for her is showing in my actions that I can't wait to get home. Right? That's what love is. I can't wait to be with you. I can't wait to be with my family. 
It's not airy-fairy, it's real, it's full of gristle. Love it. I'll provide grass in the fields for your cattle and you will eat and be satisfied. Be careful or you'll be enticed to turn away and worship other gods and bow down to them. Then the Lord's anger will burn against you and he will shut up the heavens so it will not rain and the ground will yield no produce. Well, I'm under grace. Yep, you are. But the New Testament says if I don't honor my wife, my prayers don't go beyond the ceiling. So there are restrictions, even in the grace. Okay, just he's, what happens is I remove myself from God's grace and then I'm on my own, fighting with my own strength, not with his strength, trying to get my own reign. How am I going to irrigate this thing to my crop? How am I going to do that? I have to do it all myself. Exhausting, exhausting, exhausting. You know what? Even if you win the rat race, you're still a rat. Bad. That's a dad joke, right? It's a, it's a grandpa joke. And I'm getting more of them. I don't know why it's coming, but they're coming more. The more grandkids I've got, the more of these jokes I have. Then it goes on. Fix these words. Let's go, let's get past all the bad things that are going to happen. For instance, it won't rain. The ground will yield no produce. In other words, all your work will produce nothing. You'll have a frustrating year if you don't love me. The blessing, think about this. We have a super power called the Holy Spirit. Why would we not use it? Think about it. If you're the strongest man, if you believe, you know, League of Nations, whatever, all those superhero movies, those guys with the special superpowers, you think, wow, I'd love to be him. Love to be Captain America. Love to be that person or that person, whatever. I grew up re reading all the comics about all those all those superheroes, I used to think, yearn for a superpower. God says, I've given you one. He's called the Holy Spirit. Why do you leave your superpower at home, Clark Kent? Leave your Superman suit at home. Take him with you. Just love me and you have superpower. That's what he's saying. It's that simple. Now be careful because you'll be enticed. What do you mean enticed? That means I won't want to. But somebody, something will try to get me to come away. Be smart this year in 24, right? Because the devil walks around like a roaring lion. He isn't a roaring lion, just like one, seeking whom he can devour. How does he do that? Hurt, discouragement, pain, all these things. Don't you'll be enticed. Not to love God when you've been waiting for a miracle that took three months longer than you were hoping. You'll be enticed to walk away from God because you think it doesn't work. Or you get disappointed. Come on, put up your hand if you've ever been disappointed with your prayers and God's lack of answers to your prayers. Come on, put up your hand. I have. Man, I put in a lot of prayer this year. I've got to tell you, I prayed, I can't tell you, thousands of hours this year. Can't say that of every year, but this year I have. And I've got, I got, I got to say, when it came towards the end, I'm like, God, you told me that all these chapters are going to get closed, but they're not closed. I got disappointed. What was really cool for me, and this is how God works, we were in Singapore. Nobody knows I'm wrestling with these things. God, I've put in this stuff. I've been faithful to you. I've done what you said in Deuteronomy. Anyone had this conversation? 
I've done what you told me to do in Deuteronomy. I've told you to do this. I've done this. And why isn't this happening like I prayed for? Happens to pastors too, by the way. So, on, let's see if I can find it. I got a text message on the 2nd of December. It was, it was what it was at 1 a.m. in the morning, Atlanta time. Hi, Joe. This is from a guy who in our lives, I haven't seen him for so long. You can take it down for a minute. You, 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 the reveal. It's meant to be a reveal here. What are you doing? So, uh, who has had an impact in a, in a prophetic way over our lives. Now, I strain and drain prophecy through the proper mechanisms the Bible tells us. So some things are words of encouragement, other things are prophecy, word of knowledge. We need to know the difference. And our church, we try to teach all that. But I got this. You can put it up now. Here we go. And this is as high as she and Jane trust you are both well. I've been prayer for you. He knows nothing. I've not talked to him for two years. I'm in the middle of Singapore, minding my own business, but struggling with these questions. Trust you are both well. I've been in prayer for you this morning. I would like to share the following. I see a year coming of birthing. Jane said, no, not in Jesus' name. No birthing. <laughs> he wasn't talking about babies of that kind. That which has been travailed over. I've travailed in 23. Will now be birth. A time to put aside unanswered questions from 2023. I've had answered questions. I've prayed so much. Why not, God? Am I the only person who's ever had that experience? Not just a day or a week. Months and months and months. Time to put aside unanswered questions from 23 and reach out for 24 with fresh anticipation and expectation. God's encouraging you, reach out for next year with fresh expectation and anticipation. He said, I see the word suddenly. I've used that word last year a lot. God doesn't move quickly. God moves suddenly. We, we measure God in time increments. Well, you should have got this much done by then, God. There should be this much of the miracle done in this much amount of time because that's how we judge our work. See how our bosses say, well, what have you done in the last two weeks? Well, what, you've achieved nothing in two weeks? That's unacceptable. That's how we judge God. God does not move quickly or to a time schedule. He moves suddenly. So I know this, and I've been talking about it. Those who come to the prayer meeting have heard me talk about it a lot, right? He says, I see the word suddenly. Woo! That which has been clouded with uncertainty will suddenly, this is his bold, not mine, become clear. And this is like an 80-year-old man. So that's, that's pretty miraculous that he, can, he found the capital thing on his phone. <laughs> that, no disrespect. It's not elder abuse, it's, it's elder respect. Okay, here we go. That which has been but a long-held dream will suddenly become reality. But the revelation of his purpose and the eyes to see these opportunities the eyes to see these opportunities can only be discovered in the stillness of a heart separated and listening. I've got to be honest, I was so burnt out at the end of uh, 23 before I went away that I'm like, I'm done with all that praying. I was a little bit resentful in my heart towards God. Am I talking the truth to anybody? <laughs> I'm just being, hey, tomorrow's another day. We'll say it was last year, not this year. Okay. 
Henderson's coming up. Time to position in the throne room and listen. And then with the certainty that clarity alone can bring, surge forward to initiate with boldness and courage 2024 will be a year of wonder and discovery as you suddenly see dreams become reality. Is there anything else? Is there another one? Is that it? I felt encouraged. I'm like, he doesn't know I've been travailing. But God does. And all does God want from me? Love me. It's not going to admit after all of that effort, I just thought, hmm, maybe I won't love you as much. <laughs> Anyone ever done that? Come on, put up your hand. Yeah. Right, just for a moment, I'm like, I just, and I found myself finding it hard to pray because I'd lost my, I was disappointed. Yeah. I'm not disappointed now. And he says this, what were the last words? He says, 2024, yeah, you can start playing. 2024 will be a year of wonder and discovery as you suddenly, but surge forward to initiate with boldness and courage. And that's the word God wants me to end on. Literally, in the next three minutes, I'm going to say it to you. God wants you to be bold and courageous because this was coming at the beginning of when Joshua was in the middle, in the middle of uh, uh, Moses dying, the beginning of a new era, a new era. He was scared. He was worried. He was concerned. Four times, God says to him, be bold and courageous. For your family's sake, be bold. For the devil's sake, be bold. For the enemy's sake, be bold. For your own sake, be bold. And be courageous because I want to give you all these things that I've told you about. And what did Joshua have to leave behind? We're talking about 2023 finishes tonight at midnight. What are we going to leave behind? I'm leaving behind fear. I'm leaving behind disappointment. I'm leaving behind weariness. I'm leaving behind, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I didn't see the breakthrough that I wanted. I'm leaving that behind and I'm going with fresh anticipation in 24. I'm praying I want more in 24 that suddenly is going to come upon my life. The suddenly is going to come upon your life. The one thing that God asks of Joshua that you're not aware of that comes back in Deuteronomy is that Joshua's name was not Joshua until it was. And God gave him the name Joshua. His name was Hoshua or Hoshia. And Hoshia means I will save. And God says, as you go into the promised land, you're no longer to be calling yourself, I will save. I'm going to call you Joshua, which means the Lord will save. What's God saying to you and I? It's time for us to put the right person on the throne. Not I will save, the Lord will save. The Lord will save, the Lord will save, the Lord will save. How will He save? By me loving Him with all my heart, soul, mind and strength.